Did you see me flash on the screen and then I broke never it? Never give up, never <laughs> surrender. That's right. This is my noble voice. <laughs> is that your noble voice? Do you like it? I do. Can we yeah. hear some more? Yes, go ahead. No, not me. Oh, me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a noble I voice. I loved learning about the mm -hmm. discovery of the noble gases. Mm -hmm. The ones that don't like to react with anything. They're just happy with what they've got. You know, mm -hmm. if we had more noble people, <laughs> well, it would be a funny anything. place to listen to them talk, wouldn't it? But um, th these gases are really important. Um, if you have two pieces of metal that you want to join together, like you're building a hydrogen car or something, mm -hmm. so you put them together, and then you get a, a metal rod, welding rod, you run electricity through it, so it melts, it makes an arc, and you create a melt. Or sometimes we even use a torch. But whichever way you supply the heat, you melt this rod, and the metals actually melt together and join. And when it cools off, it's like you have a solid metal bond between the two pieces, and they're very strong. Welding, we all know about that. The problem is there are some metals that you can't weld. And the reason you can't weld them is when they get that hot, they literally burn up. They disintegrate. They oxidize. And so when you try to weld them, you can't because of the, the property of them oxidizing from the air. So they invented a heliarch and other kinds of welders that when they weld, they flow a, a flow of air, only it's not air, it's noble gas. Mm -hmm. Like if it's heliarch, it would be helium, and the one that I really like is argon. So you have argon flowing down around that little burning flame of the heat, and the argon blocks the oxygen, so you can weld without it oxidizing. It's really neat. And that kind of welding is really neat. And we do we do that here. I, do, like, yeah. I like it. You can join things like aluminum and like stainless steel, things that are very hard to weld with just plain old art quality. If this were a computer and I was getting comments in from the internet, I'd probably say, we would like to hear Dr. Peget's noble voice. <laughs> We would. Wait for it. I gotta think about it. Wait for it. <laughs> what would you like me to say? Something noble. <laughs> uh, She's not put on the spot, is she? <laughs> hey, this is nothing. You should stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> is that my noble voice? That was it. That was it. It sounded just like my noble voice. Cage. Cage. <laughs> really I like Nick Cage, okay. don't I? I want people to see these. Look, I have these cards, and they use these for games, and magicians use them for magic. And you know, in Sellis Academy, we learn math and science and so forth. Wouldn't it be amazing if there was things you could do with math that seemed like magic? Yes. Oh, knowledge is power, and I'm going to prove that. But first of all, I want to take just a minute to introduce you to someone extremely special. You say, oh, the lady Asaphar. No, no, 
though. Wait for it. I'm going to turn these over. <laughs> oh, man, if we could zoom in on that, we could see it's the Science Live Deck mm -hmm. with none other than someone very, very special. Is that upside down? Grief. There you go. <laughs> Sometimes she's upside down. Mm -hmm. Moment of silence. <laughs> okay. Hmm. So, yeah, and, and they all, there's a lot of her. There this are, is like watching hundreds of social emotional lessons in one day. <laughs> can get very yeah. tiring. Some really special student up in uh, Ohio at one of our public schools got in trouble for spending 18 hours in two days watching social emotional. <laughs> You're supposed to do other stuff too. Maybe he yeah. just really wanted yeah, I, it. Yeah, maybe he did. Okay, <laughs> anyway. So what I want to do, I've got, I've got some cards here, right? And I've got three piles. They're all different. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have the good Professor Monet. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm going to have her choose one of these piles of cards. I don't care which one. You guys care? No, go ahead. Just point at one. This one. We're going to use this one. So I'm going to let her look at these cards. And while I flash through them, I want her to choose one. But I don't want her to say it. And I don't want her to touch it. I just want her to think it. So in her brain, she's going to decide, that's my card. She's going to memorize it. Okay? So here we go. You guys can choose one, too, if you want. Maybe you get the same one she does. Did you pick out one yet? I did. You've got it. Mm -hmm. So your card is in here. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go ahead and put these all together. Yeah. And I'm going to do an old-fashioned shuffle. <laughs> An old-fashioned shuffle. Yeah, you can build by the time you're the done. The proper way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is kind of like counting cards. Oh, yeah? Mm. Well, that... That was an inside joke. Yes, it was. <laughs> no one's laughing in Vegas. <laughs> okay, now, I need you oops, to take your empath hand and just go over them and fill which one of these three piles your card's in. Is it that one? Is it that one? Is it that one? Is it's in which one? This one. You think it's in this one? Mm -hmm. All right. You look at it and you see if you can find your card, if it's there or not. Nope. It's not there? Mm -mm. You struck out. <laughs> I did. Let's try one. Give you one more try. Is it one of those? I hope so. Come on. You're on camera. You need to you need to sharpen up here. Okay. It's not bad so either. So we're going through them again. So one of these? No. See the process of elimination. You completely. <laughs> okay, we're starting. Obviously, it's my fault because I did not shuffle them very good. Oh yeah. So I'll shuffle them again. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's because I didn't have the proper accent for the normal gas. <laughs> I think you're just nervous and it's impacting your feelings. I think so too. <laughs> Is this a good lesson for tonight? <laughs> We're going to spend all night shuffling till you get this right. <laughs> you know. All right. Which one of these three piles is your card that you chose that you didn't tell any of us in? We'd help you, but we don't know what the card is. This one? Mm -hmm. 
Is your card in here? Nope. <laughs> it's going to be a hard night. All right. Would you like to send this one? Okay, here we go. Is it here? Is it here? Is it here? Yep. She got it right. <laughs> I got it right. Things are certainly... Let's shuffle it one more okay. time, shall we? Okay. I'm really getting good at this shuffle. I just like to see my face over and over. <laughs> this is how we learn to count. One... Two, One, three, two, four, five, five, seven. <laughs> they made me lose count. We're going to start all over. Two. Okay, if you would get it right just one time. I know, for that real. Would, that would really impress us. We would know that you are truly special. Okay, My go gosh. Ahead. Which <laughs> one has your card in it? That one. This one. Do you guys agree? Is this is this it? I hope Let's so. Let's let her look and see. Yep. She got it right. <laughs> I got it right. Can you Finally. believe she got it right? Now we move into the high intensity part okay. of this experience. This is where math and science actually comes in. I'm going to go through these cards and I'm going to very slowly move them down one at a time, like this on the table. And as I do this, she's going to fill when we get to her card. She's going to be able to tell it. She can fill it. She has these powers. Oh, goodness. <laughs> as you can I hope. <laughs> okay? And so when you fill it, I want you to just say, now. And that means now she fills it. So I say now? Is everybody, you, try it. Now. Not now. No. It's when I'm doing no. the cards. Okay. When you think I've come to your card, you say now. All right. Could everyone please remain silent? What? No. Maybe a little music. No, no, no. Come on. No, 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 no. Here we go. Yeah. Are you ready? Here we go. Here we go. I'm really nervous. Now. This one down or up? Down. Down. You're going right. to save me if I don't get it right? Okay. <laughs> so, could you please tell us what the card was you chose? We don't know it yet, do we? She didn't tell us. I don't know it. So, could you please tell us what you chose? The Ace of Hearts. She chose the Ace of Hearts. Could you please see what that card on top that you said stop on is? No way. That is the Ace of Hearts. <laughs> so good. I think and, it's the magician. And I don't so think now it's me. for the clue. Okay, what is the clue? And some of you guys picked this up. Math. Really? Think about it. Math, yes. But moving on. You know what? You are really an amazing lady. But you're smiling now. Do you say that with a pause? <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah, I can read This that. is not my smiley face. I can this read is that. my noble face. Is that your okay, noble face? But, but, you know, I have a garden, and uh, gardens uh, have visitors that are unwelcome, like insects that eat plants. Yeah. They're really not needed. And if you spray 
to kill the insects, then you kill the friendly insects, like mm -hmm. the bees and some of those we really like. So I did some research and found out that you can get rid of a lot of the insects in your gardens if you know a lady. Just get her to come over and weed every night. Is <laughs> <laughs> that me? I do like no. to weed. <laughs> it's the ladybug. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ladybugs are really, really amazing. And so I found out you can order a whole package of ladybugs on the internet. They come through the mail, you open them up, let them go in your garden. And they eat the aphid, aphids, mm -hmm. they eat the eggs of many other insects like white flies. And you know, the insects lay their eggs, then the ladybugs go in and pfft. you wanna see? I do. Okay, let's meet a ladybug. Here's a ladybug, yeah, yeah. There she is, and she's eating aphids. That's Isn't that really amazing? Nice They're cute, they? aren't they? Very and cute. all of a sudden, thanks to the miracle of the internet and the post office, I had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. One little package. Mm -hmm. You didn't see that very. Can, can we zoom in on that uh, ladybug? I want to see him eating the aphid so they can see. Look, oh, at, look that. at that. Oh, yum. There yum, goes yum. that aphid. And they pick off the eggs and they work all day long and they just, they're really, they're so really, helpful. really amazing. And it changed my garden. My garden was better. But there's more to the story. Next year, the aphids, you know, came back. The ladybugs were gone. There was one or two here, but they were gone. And so I thought, hmm, maybe I should get some more. Well, I didn't get around to it. But then, when it started turning fall, all of a sudden, the ladybugs showed up. <laughs> and what I didn't know is they laid their eggs, they hatched out, and they come back to the same place. And now, every fall, I have the invasion of ladybugs. <laughs> and they're everywhere. They're in the garden, they're on the lawn, they're on the raptor. And they're even inside the house. I call it ladybug invasion. Of course, then I got lazy and just call it lady invasion. <laughs> but uh, it's interesting. So it's like they kind of migrate back to the mm -hmm. same place. I know that fish do that. They'll, salmon will live in the ocean, and then they'll come out into a freshwater river and go up the river to where they were born and they will lay their eggs there. It's a fascinating thing. Today, though, I want to talk about butterflies that do that. One of the most amazing butterflies in the world is the monarch butterfly. Mm -hmm. Monarch butterflies uh, have a story that defies uh, the understanding of science because they do a mass migration. Butterflies that live in northern United States, even up into Canada, come together in the fall and migrate down to Mexico. And it's, there's main three groups that come down, one to the west a little bit, one from the north, and one from the east. And they congregate kind of in central Texas, and then they go down together to the same place in Mexico, and there they have this great 
a Sullis graduation ceremony <laughs> or whatever. But there's millions of them. And the thing is, how do they find that place? And you say, well, they just remember last year, same place. But that's the problem. Butterflies don't live very long. Yeah. And in the year that it took since last Sullis graduation in Mexico, <laughs> Four generations of butterflies that exist. Butterflies normally only live for uh, three to, to six weeks. And so one butterfly lives, lays eggs, the next generation butterfly lives, lays eggs, the next generation lives, flies eggs, and finally the fourth generation is the one that migrates. And they go to the very same place that their great-great-great-grandfather or grandmother did. How do they know? How do they know? They go to the same tree. Can we look at them? Let's look at the monarch and look at this beautiful migration. They're beautiful, beautiful creatures. Yeah. And here they are doing this, three, some of them, 3,000-mile migration. Are they beautiful? And as they start getting closer to the magic place, the numbers start to increase and they show up. Mm. Every night they have to find a place to roost. And sometimes, they only weigh like a gram, but every, when you get so many of them, they all huddle together to stay warm. Now look at that. It's, it's a most amazing thing. But did you know that monarch butterflies are now on the endangered species list? The population has dropped 80% over recent years. And why? It's primarily because we're using sprays to kill plants so that they don't have weeds in our garden. And it's interesting because when a monarch <clears throat> lays its eggs, it comes out <clears throat> first as a caterpillar. And caterpillar, monarch caterpillars, will only eat milkweeds. Mm -hmm. And we're killing the milkweeds. Without the milkweeds, they can't reproduce. And so this is a, a great concern. You know. Um, there are so many things that are miraculous about butterflies. And there's so many things that science still can't figure out about butter, butterflies. I love them. When I was growing up, the butterfly that I used to see the most often, the big beautiful butterfly, was a swallowtail. Mm. And swallowtails are about the size of a monarch. And there are different subspecies of, of swallowtails. The one that was around where, where I grew up was a tiger swallowtail. But they're a beautiful, beautiful black butterfly that has these wonderful spots on them. And um, <clears throat> of course, the butterflies lay an egg. The egg hatches out and becomes a caterpillar. The caterpillars of a swallowtail are Really, really interesting creatures. You know, uh, some ladies <laughs> wear makeup, like ladybugs do. You know, that's all. Yeah. That's all the spots. It's just makeup, <laughs> <laughs> and they Ain't do it to be beautiful. 
But the caterpillars of uh, swallowtails do not wear makeup just to be beautiful. No. They wear makeup to be spooky. <laughs> Certain times of year, that's very valuable. <laughs> and you, you, can we look at a swallowtail caterpillar? There, oh, there oh. it is. Okay. That. Now that looks like something that we probably just made ourselves, huh? Look at those big eyes. Those are not eyes. Those are not eyes. Those are makeup. They're just painted on. Look at that. Thing. And why, why, why would they paint those big fake makeup eyes? To be beautiful, I guess to, to mommy, that's really pretty. <laughs> but also, they do it to scare birds away. Eyes like that would scare a bird away. Why? Because it looks like a snake. Yeah. You want to see what a snake looks like? Does that look like a caterpillar? Well, that was no, really that fast, like wasn't it? I really enjoyed that. Look at that. It's a black um, snake. It's a black rat snake. If you can't keep, oh. There it is. Can you see those eyes there? Uh -huh. When a bird sees one of those, it doesn't want to swoop in too close or the bird might be lunch. Yeah. And so this is a way that tiger, I mean, swallowtail caterpillars keep predators away is, is by doing these things. But there wow. comes a certain time of the year when it's time for the caterpillar to move on. You know, caterpillar's a hard life. Mm. You crawl everywhere you go. Yeah. On your belly. Your you have legs, but they are so sharp. You go on your belly, which so is tough. tough. And you eat chewy old leaves. <laughs> I love that's, that sound. That's what, and at some point you say, you know, there's, there's got to be more to me than this. And it keeps crawling. And you're in this rut. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And so they decide they're going to do something about it. And guess what they do? They form an underbelly skin. Yeah. I've never heard it called that before. <laughs> but it's an underbelly skin. And it's literally a skin, a thick skin underneath the real skin. Isn't that weird? Mm -hmm. And that skin is going to be the little house they live in while they do their magical transformation. Let's, let's just take a look at that. So here's the caterpillar crawling along, and now he's opening up because he's formed this underskin. Can you see that? And that is going to become the chrysalis or the cocoon. But it actually forms underneath the skin. Now you're going to say, that's good engineering. That is good engineering. Right. That's amazing. It is. And so this chrysalis comes out, and then <clears throat> they kind of attach it to a leaf. And they look on the leaf to find some nice tie-down points. On the raptor, we have some in the trunk. <laughs> you they can't find any. So then they have to go borrow a trick from spiders, and they do this little spider web kind of thing to hook to the leaf. And then they've got a way to hang themselves upside down there so that they can be safe. Mm -hmm. And some of them even make a little <clears throat> thing around their backs like a hammock. Let's show them. So that they can hang there. So see, he's making the little place on the leaf so that he can hang on. And look how he's just hanging there so nice. This is a little old guy. But then 
things really interesting starts happen because we have the chrysalis. Mm -hmm. And in this chrysalis is this little creature. But something really amazing happens. And it's so amazing that science really can't understand a lot of it. The caterpillar's body gives off a digestive enzyme. What that means is it gives off a liquid that dissolves the body of the caterpillar. It liquefies it. The caterpillar literally liquefies inside of that chrysalis. It becomes this gooey stuff. And you say, man, when you're going through that part of life, you think, <laughs> this goes harder than I thought. <laughs> but it has to if it's going to rise to a higher purpose. I, I don't want to creep anyone. You may want to cover your eyes. I'm the, so interested. The faint of heart may want to cover their eyes. I but I want to show you, if, if you open them up during this time, you know, because you want to study them and look at it, Look at the gooey stuff that comes out. This is, hmm. Keep opening it up here. Just kind of see that liquid. Now watch it. Okay. Doesn't it kill it when you do that? Let's, <laughs> let's move right on. Let's, let's move right on. No, okay. no, do that. No, this, this, <clears throat> it, it signed a permission slip. <laughs> okay. Anyway. But that becomes a gooey stuff. And in the gooey stuff, there's still some little pieces of rigid material, organized material. And somehow, but remember, a caterpillar is very different than a butterfly. Mm -hmm. It's completely different. It looks different. It's got a whole different mechanism of getting around. It eats different. It's got a different personality. Yeah. But that liquid has all of these proteins and enzymes in it, and it then transforms itself into a completely different creature. That's amazing. Uh, scientists call it metamorphosis. I think, though, that we ought to really look at it because there's a lesson from a caterpillar. You can crawl around your whole life and, you know, and, and eat plants. It's not that bad of a rap, but inside of each one of us is something that is, is more divine than that. We, we have a greater, a higher purpose. We can do greater and higher things. But if you're going to do it, you have to take what you are, and someone say, yeah, I'm not a very good prayer, or whatever. I'm not very smart. I'm not this. And, and as long as you have that attitude, you're never going to be. But when you decide that I have the potential of greatness, and then literally you have to reinvent yourself. And it seems like the hardest part is changing or reinventing your attitude about yourself and about your life and what you're going to do. If you can get that attitude that you're going to do it, then you will. You say, no, no. He says, no. I've tried it then you will. And so then that gooey stuff starts to form into a 
a new creature, a creature that doesn't crawl but flies, a creature that doesn't eat dirty old leaves, but rather sips the sweet nectar of flowers because they can fly up and get them. And they have this little straw. While they were coming out of the goo, they made a little straw they stick down in there to get the sweet. Yeah, that works. There's, there's something else really interesting about these uh, little chrysalises or, or cocoon. I'd like to show you this. To protect them while they're going through this process, they change color. So it starts out that way, and they actually change to the color of the background of where they're at so that they're not seen and destroyed. And then eventually they come out, they have these crinkled up wings, they have to stretch them out, and then they have to dry them in the sun. And by the end of that first day, for the first time, those wings open and they are in a different existence. Every one of us have the potential to do that. In our own way, becoming what we really want to and, and we need to. The reason I got involved in Acellus and in this kind of a science, technology-based education is because I really see the potential in each student. And when people say, yeah, well, there's some pretty sharp students in this school, but the rest of them, I don't know. Uh, that's not how I see it. And I take on the ones that struggle the most because that's how I felt when I was a student. Learning was hard for me. I was, I was a master of getting out of learning. But I buckled under. I had some wonderful teachers and people in my life, parents, friends, and especially teachers that inspired me to see the power that was in getting this knowledge. And so I applied and I worked hard. It was very, very hard sometimes, especially in some subjects. But I have the most wonderful life. And I wouldn't have if I had not made this transformation. I like to think of, of a cellus as the chrysalis stage or the cocoon. That's the place where you, you park your caterpillar. <laughs> By the way, I have a caterpillar bulldozer, but that's not what I'm talking about. You park your caterpillar, and then you just completely reinvent yourself. You're wonderful, but now it's time to reinvent yourself into all that you can be. And whatever thing that is in nature that makes the fourth generation monarchs be able to find their way down to Mexico to that huge Acellus graduation party, <laughs> whatever power that is, is a power that is in each of us. And we can transform. My luck and blessing of being selected by Bill Lear to be mentored. I was the only person he mentored. 
And that is an amazing thing that happened in changing my life. Just completely changed it. And he was mentored by Thomas Edison. Now, Thomas Edison mentored, as I understand, several people. But the fact that I met Bill Lear changed everything about me. I can tell you without any question or doubt, if Bill Lear had not picked me up and said, you know what, I promised Thomas Edison I was going to pass it on. Sit down here. And he put me in his Learjet, he took me home, he moved me into his house, and every day, for almost a year, he worked with me and worked with me and worked with me. And what did I come out with? Well, the first thing I came out with was the realization that I can do more than I ever dreamed I could. When I went into Lear's house, I, I saw my limitations. I understood why I can't. And Lear's attitude is we don't have time for why you can't. <laughs> we got to focus on how you're going to. He somehow convinced me that I could. He believed I could. And because he believed, I gradually started believing it. And then as I had a little bit of success, more than I expected, then I began to realize he's right. I can't. Acellus is a, a work of love that was created to get you off your bellies <laughs> into the air. And if you want to really have the wonderful life that was meant for you and those that you care, your family, people you love, well then, dig in. Dig in. And yeah, you can study, you can study, you say, that's not enough. You've got to start with believing in number one, yourself. You're not going to do very much to help other people until you get your act together. So start with number one. That's the first person you're going to help. You're not going to do it because you're self-centered. The social <laughs> teacher will be all over you if you do that, right? It's not about yeah. you. Oh, no, no. But it's the mm -hmm. one that you need to get mm -hmm. going Yep. if you're going to help other people. Right. And you can't get going just by learning math and science, even though. <laughs> okay. You have to somehow find the power to believe in yourself, to believe in your life. There's some things that happen we have no control over. But in general, where you go in life and what you become isn't about what you had to start with nearly as much as it is about what you do with it. If you can believe in yourself, you can achieve a marvelous outcome. I am so grateful that in my lifetime, I feel like I've been able to help somebody on their road. And with the cellus, I'm thinking, you know what? We may be helping two people. <laughs> or even three or four. Mm. And that is my joy. That gives me purpose. I, I've tried a lot of things for joy. I got a fancy car, I bought this, I bought an airplane, I did some things. But I found out what happiness was when I saw people wake up and believe in themselves 
and change the world. I have worked with a lot of very successful people. And I'm talking about people that if they hadn't been leered by me when they were starting out, I'm not sure they would have achieved as much greatness. And whatever I've done to inspire and help them, I don't think I would have even had a clue if I hadn't been leered. I'm really trying to find out who leered Thomas Edison because he really started something. We need people today that can solve new problems because in our world we have a lot of problems like we've never had before. And many of those problems are going to have to be solved by science and technology, and I love that. Let's go do it. But even more of them are going to have to be solved just by people learning to care. You don't have to be very smart to figure out that if you don't care and you don't treat other people right, you have an unhappy life. That, it's not hard to figure out, and yet so many of us go down that path. If you want to be happy, which is really what this is all about, then learn to care and believe in yourself. Realize that you can make a difference, and you will. Now, I'm not asking much of you. <laughs> I'm asking you to find happiness. And when you find it, then to pass it on to everyone around you. Now, what does some guy in Missouri know anyway? I mean, nothing good comes out of Missouri except Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> IST and yeah, the yeah, Salas yeah. and Roger Billings. Know, uh, <laughs> I just, uh, I, I hope you can feel my sincerity okay. and, and you can at least say, well, what if he is right about me? What if I am special? You know, I always knew there was something about me that was special. There is. Mm -hmm. And that's the part of you you need to just rip off that outer skin and let that inner one come out. Go over in the corner and dissolve yourself and put it back together. That's not hard. <laughs> See you next time.